Hey everybody, Chris here with a quick note about today's episode before we get started. Um, we had a little bit of an issue after we recorded this episode. Um, I had a crash on my end that ended up kind of corrupting some of the audio file. I had to pull from a cloud backup that we use for every episode. The downside is that the cloud backup um, isn't always perfect. Um, and there, you'll notice some issues in the episode, some distortions or um, just some audio kind of uh, dropping out here and there. Um, I apologize. Corey apologizes. Um, I apologize more than Corey because that's kind of that's more of an issue on my end. Um, but it, you know, I, just, I, I wanted to let everybody know as we're going into it, just so. Um, you know, you know what to expect. Um, again, we apologize. Hopefully it doesn't happen again in the future. Um, but just bear with us. You know, the, the quality of content that you expect is here. Um, even if the audio is a little, little different than usual. So thank you for bearing with us and, uh, hope you enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to Arcade Cozy, uh, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And uh, we're back post, post, post Halloween with just kind of your, the standard stuff, Corey. You know, we're, yeah, I mean, it's November, it's that time of the year where everything is just calm, kind of, yep. the calm before the storm, if that yep. makes sense, of the holidays. Where you just like sit back, relax, enjoy the leaves falling, warm coffee, and it's it's a cozy season. It's very it's very nice. Reality. Yeah, it's been cooling down around here, which has been lovely. I'm and you know, it's also I mean, even in the game side, it's kind of funny because I mean, when you and I were younger, not even like younger, younger, but go back a few years, like it felt like October and November were like the game gauntlet mm-hmm. like every couple of days like the biggest games of the year were coming out and it definitely feels like i mean not that that isn't happening there's some big games that are yeah. coming out but um we've definitely kind of spread some stuff out you know there's a bunch of there's a bunch of stuff coming out beginning of 2022 there's yeah. was a lot yeah. of big stuff that had come out in the last couple of months so it doesn't really feel like you know it definitely feels a lot calmer even mm-hmm. on the game side this time of year which is Kind of nice. I mean, yeah, honestly, <laughs> I, don't, I like it. Let me uh, catch up, wrap up some stuff before diving into more of the bigger releases coming. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it'll be uh, this uh, just to set expectations, everybody. This will be a nice little, little chill episode. You know, we're in, after Halloween pre holidays. We're, uh, you know, playing a little bit of catch up, just kind of talking to you guys seeing what's up and telling telling you what's been going on with us which sounds fun to me oh yeah i'm i'm fine with that um but you know without without beating around the bush too much mr Corey, um what have you been what have you been playing recently all right well um i'm 
changed too much on my end of what I've been playing. I've been playing more Hollow Knight. Okay. A um, little bit more Returnal. Um, okay. Not a lot more Returnal, a little bit more Returnal. <laughs> Did you see where they, they, surprisingly, they, after all this time, they added a save state? Yep. I, I good middle ground to release of basically you, you can save it once during a run but then as soon as you load it back that save is gone yeah like so anybody who's familiar with like um fire emblem or something like that you know they have mid-battle bookmarks essentially mm-hmm. that you can kind of because i mean those battles can take upwards of like an hour plus mm-hmm. sometimes especially in the later games so being able to just you know back out have that bookmark there that's gone after you load back in like you know i don't think that's a bad that's Mm -hmm. a bad call at all um i think it i tested it out um ironically again i mean it it kind of came after i had played a done a majority of my play playthrough but i still had some more to do um so just kind of tested it out rather than putting it in rest mode and just praying like i had Mm -hmm. been doing tested it out worked just fine so i was you know that was that was nice. It was <laughs> nice yeah. to kind of have that on hand. Um, so, but where where are you at in where are you at in Hollow Knight? How's that? How's that going? So, um, I was getting a little frustrated. So I found myself in Crystal Peaks or Crystal Caverns. However, okay. it's said. Um, the my I think my biggest what I didn't realize is once you go down in there, you can't get back out until you finish it. Yeah, and yeah. I did not appreciate that um <laughs> and i couldn't get out i didn't have the lamp um trinket notch whatever it's called okay. so essentially like because it gets like and really it gets really dark there in some spots some spots it's very light um and so i was just i'm sitting here like uh i don't i'm not having a good time because i just to see what it was about, then I was going to go back and finish mm-hmm. up Mantis Village, but then I was kind of trapped there. Okay. So I set it down for like two days and then came back. Eventually, just like power through, found my way out. You get like like long, like power jump to go across the maps. Yep. yep. Um, which is cool because now I can go back to um, like the green um, or evergreen crossing, whatever it's called on the left side of the map and oh, yeah. like explore yeah. more there. Cause I know there were spots yeah. where that's where, um, like you needed that ability to go to. So it's one of those things of like kind of annoying during it, but worth it afterwards, given the challenge, the mantis elders a few times now gotten close. I think, um, quite haven't okay. finished them off yet, but that's, it's honestly kind of, um, I mean, it, it speaks to some of the, uh, freedom of the game, but it's honestly kind of surprising that you are where you are in the game and still, you know, haven't completed mantis village. Cause to me, you know, I think last week you were talking about having been in like the, um, City of Tears and yeah, some of that. Did, like, did all of City of Tears already finished? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, I mean, which is, is kind of funny just considering the fact that, like, in the couple of times that I've played, you know, I beat the game once, I've played through about half of it again. Um, I've never even touched the City of Tears until after I finished 
the mantis village really? stuff yeah um so it's it's i mean it on i you know that's that honestly is kind of like a at least to me kind of like a nice little glowing mark just the, oh, yeah, <laughs> the fact that it you know it lets you kind of progress that way yeah, if, you, it, if you want to it's i don't know those games where it's just like again there's very little setup as you're kind of going yep. into it it's just lets you have that and like the world's yours to discover explore find yep can you do everything you need to do and every to get there no but the more you explore, discover, and find, you can go back to those areas and finish yep. them up. It, it encourages you to carve your own path, which I really like. Yeah. Um, with that, with that being said, like if like you can get out of Crystal Peaks, but also at the same time, if you don't have, uh, you haven't done some stuff, like you won't be able to get out. You'll have to full finish it to get out, exactly. kind of a thing, yeah. which yeah. is what, like. A little annoying, but I get it. So, yeah. but, I mean, I'm still, yeah. I'm digging. I, it's, even though I haven't beaten the Mantis Elders yet, it's one of those things I still, I'm enjoying it because every time you go down, like you have to walk up and challenge them. You pull out the nail and you stand there. Yeah. Yeah. It gives me big um, energy of you just being like, <laughs> fight me. Yeah. Um, um, good deal. Good. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. It's, Hollow Knight is very Hollow Knight has evolved in big ways, even since I played it. Like I and I think that's something that again, I mean, I think we're seeing with a lot of developers recently, kind of over the last few years, um, with people like um or games like Stardew Valley and mm-hmm. um, you know, with Hollow Knight, like some of these developers who are just adding on so much content just for free just throwing it in there and it's just like it's a constant expansion because like hollow knight i mean there were complete parts of that game that didn't exist when i played it that existed later that like Mm -hmm. started existing while i was playing it like i think there was a big content update that happened during my first playthrough so all of a sudden like there's new stuff showing up um and just the fact that it's it feels like this expanding like that underground right. cavern just feeling like it it's expanding and getting larger and there's more stuff going on you know i think it's it's really neat um mm-hmm. i love it um i'm glad you're enjoying it it's yeah. uh i know it's i know it's a little you know like you said it's whenever we spoke about it before it's 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 a little eerie it's a little spooky it's um but it's it's definitely something that's worth seeing through i i, I agree and i have no intentions of not seeing it through like oh, yeah. i'm digging it gonna i know it gets like significantly harder and right mm-hmm. so i'm a little nervous for that but you know we'll make it it's good yeah. it's well you also gotta learn who hollow knight is are you I saw no, I who saw is no is it the old man in the town well I, the, I know there's the the black egg mm-hmm. thing yep that and so I know about that from City of Tears. Yeah. But still a little unsure of what all. One of its one of its best qualities. And mm-hmm. speaking speaking of not knowing what's going on, how's uh how's been Returnal? How's that going? Uh, I mean, I gave two more tries at the boss, got very close again. And 
I kind of, I realize you can kind of just sprint through the area once like you've done it all. Yeah. And which <clears throat> outside of like, there's certain rooms, however we want to call them that like go into lockdown with some monsters. But yeah. outside of that, you can kind of, once like you've done the first area and done like the path kind of a thing, mm-hmm. it, it basically just lets you, you can just sprint through it as long as the lockdown doesn't happen, which I, I yeah. like. Yeah, it and it continues that for, I mean, technically later on, I mean, you can get through, you can get to the last boss. You can start a new run and get to the last boss only going through like two biomes. Three, like I mean, you can you can wow. get to a yeah. like you there as you go through and beat bosses and stuff. You'll unlock like shortcuts, which is mm-hmm. nice. Like yeah, and it does kind of you know you have to strike that balance. Obviously, of do I want to fight in this room and get resources that will allow me to be able to hold my own right. later on, or do I want to just beeline it and see? Because in mm-hmm. some, I mean, you know, I mentioned this whenever I first started playing, but in a lot of cases, the bosses were not the holdup for me. It was the, yeah. it was the rooms, it was the fights, like, um, and there's enough there that like, yeah, you could, you could, <laughs> you could end a run completely just because you decided to hang out in a room. And that's the, um, but are you, are you still, so, um, Giving a try to the boss, you're still in the first biome, first first mm-hmm, boss mm-hmm. there. Okay, yeah. Okay, it's it's been more of my. It, it sounds weird to say, because Hollow Knight's a difficult game where I can yep. get frustrated. And like, okay, let's and Returnal has been that. So I've probably been doing like eighty percent Hollow Knight, then another twenty percent. Well, now like ten percent Returnal. I also picked up. Voice of Cards, Isle of Dragons, which okay. we'll talk about okay. yeah. in a little bit. But um, yeah, it's, it's kind of just like my bounce server. It's interesting because it's also a super difficult game that can get frustrating. So I'm like bouncing back and forth between two difficult games, being yeah. frustrated. No, yeah. Not that that's a bad thing. Um, but uh, so I haven't put as much time into it as I think I would like, but I really enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, Celine is an Olympic sprinter, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen any human ever that fast. Yeah. Um, Especially, I mean, but, not to knock her, but I mean, she's she's got to be in her like forties, forties, oh, yeah, no, early fifties, exactly. maybe. And I mean, she's yeah. she's clipping across the map, just constantly putting Usain Bolt to shame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I I and so. A lot about Returnal is the mystery of Celine, mm-hmm. and that I mean, it is very almost sinister, I would say. And like listening to like the audio, and it just sounds like because you only know what Celine knows, but this recording sounds like a Celine from the future who's like descended deep into madness. And yeah, like, is that what's in store for us? Yeah. Yeah, um, and if so I'm curious, but yeah, well, and um, yeah, for for listeners who are not like super familiar with some of the plot, like it's, I mean, it's Returnal is a roguelike, but it in a similar way to like how Hades uses its like multiple runs as like an mm-hmm. opportunity for narrative progress like returnal does a similar thing where 
you know, as you're going through, you're coming across scout logs mm-hmm. by on your like dead bodies from your like previous self who is sort of some sort of thought, like some sort of mm-hmm. not necessarily revelation, but just some sort of like diary progress about yeah. like, okay, this is, this is what's going on. This is what I'm realizing. These are the things that are happening. And so you are kind of seeing the world and all of this progress kind of take place over time just by playing through the game, just by existing, just by, you know. Um, and so it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really interesting concept. And yeah, I, as someone who, as of this week, actually finished Act 3, I actually saw, like, rolled credits, um, did the, got the trophy for the Act like act three, which is kind of like, mm-hmm. I think technically the, even though it's, you know, act three, it's considered an act. Like it still right. is, I think considered like the secret ending. Like it's, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it does the, as you go along it, the narrative does kind of shift more and more. Just kind of what, what are you going through? Like what really yeah. have you seen? What are you like experiencing? in this mm-hmm. and also like legitimately how long has she really been here because right. you'll kind of yeah. you'll always kind of see that in loop type stories where it's like yeah. you know you've only experienced it having been in their shoes like a few times yeah. but you know they'll make some sort of reference that's been like i've been here essentially for like thousands of years and mm-hmm. like you know what that how what, how that could affect celine like in thousands of years of dying over and over over and over actually was that actually your psyche um Mm -hmm. it gives me like how death loop was i'm saying it gives you the thought of like what or like has what have these people been through with like cold is like yeah how many times have like you had to do what you've done yeah like of course it's gonna like affect you and offer madness is like almost the best word for it like it's gonna like those characters will descend into those like thought patterns because they know nothing else other than what they're doing every single day well and you know in a similar vein death loop honestly that i i don't know how i just completely (laughs) forgot about death loop for a second but um yeah i mean not not tender into any sort of like spoiler things, but like there, there is an entire narrative structure, even in death loop that is kind of built around the things you're doing are not new. Like even whenever you, right. mm-hmm. even when you as a character, are like, ah, I finally did it. You know, there's, yep. there's always something to remind you that like, Oh yeah, you've, you've done this before. And Returnal yeah. has that similar structure where it's like, Oh, I finally did this. I beat this guy. I got to this thing, whatever. And there's, you'll find a, a laying mm-hmm. there who's, you know, has done this. And that right. Celine had found a scout log from another Celine. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it isn't new. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, um, I think having, having played that much of Returnal, it is a game that like, I think is worth the, I, I think one of the probably my biggest like gripe against it is that it is like the story is very 
very kind of obfuscated to use a mm-hmm. you know five dollar word um it's very like you know it, it's not unnecessarily complicated but mm-hmm. it it takes it takes some parsing to really know what's happening and what's going mm-hmm. on um but i think it is a story that is worth kind of seeing the right because it's very mm-hmm. it is very self-contained it is very like i think that there's resolution and there is like you know even from like an existential side beyond just like a narrative thing but like understanding you know as a person like what celine as a mm-hmm. like person professional a mother a daughter right. like you know what she's going through and how this is affecting her like i think it is i think the payoff in like kind of seeing a lot of that through um is good plus you know i personally like my experience with returnal grew more and more positive over time you know the first couple of biomes wasn't quite feeling it um as much as i was once i got into like the fourth and fifth like once i kind of stretched beyond that and got a better grasp of things um i think i felt a lot more home at home playing the game so yeah um so yeah i mean i think you're i think you're on the right track i know it's a little you know playing two games at the same time that are both kind of hard and frustrating is is a feat Mm -hmm. but (laughs) hey but yeah i'm glad you're sticking through it same capital g gamer you gotta i am you gotta keep those skills boy capital gamer yeah plus you're getting old you gotta you know you gotta you gotta keep those skills sharp or else the yeah, the you, kids are you, gonna come and you gotta flex the muscles every now and then just to remind yourself you got it. Yeah, gotta invite so. the neighbor kids over and just be like, and just dunk on them. Just be like, watch exactly. me play this game. Look how good I am. And, Starts uh, to suck. Like, Who are you? What's going on? Yeah. Um, well, good. Good deal. Um, yeah. yeah, I I haven't really played a ton of like. It's like returnal, mm-hmm. like kind of trying to Fully funnel myself that. through the rest of returnal was kind of a big, um, a big thing for me. And, um, and there's still, a f- but like the main narrative arc of returnal, I, um, finished up with, um, played a little bit of, been playing a little bit of animal crossing in preparation, you know, as we're, nice. as we're recording this, as this episode comes out, you know, we're a few days away, a little bit less than a week um, from the Animal Crossing update. Um, you know, and I'm kind of, I know you're a little bit less of an Animal Crossing person even than Just I am. Little, and I, and I'm a little bit less than like your usual, like your not usual, but mm-hmm. like your really hardcore yeah. um, Animal Crossing, like cozy gamer group, the people mm-hmm. who, really are going in and like in minute detail, you know, putting right. in this weed here and this flower here, tree and like custom paths and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of strike that balance, but I'm excited about it. You know, I, um, I've, it's been a good opportunity. I've been kind of going back and restructuring some things on my Island. Like there, there, there have been like my, my Island's essentially kind of been, segmented in two for the longest time where it's yeah. like over here is the stuff that i actually like over here is just like it's where i throw garbage. my garbage we don't look right. 
right? Um, and so I'm trying to fix that a little bit so that it's actually, um, you know, that I'm actually kind of happy with most of what I'm doing. Um, but I, you know, I plan on digging into that and really kind of enjoying some of the new Animal Crossing stuff once it comes out. Um, beyond that, though, the only the only other thing that I've been playing was uh, started up Tales of Arise. I know we've Ooh. we've talked about that. Yeah, um, started that it? up. Does it? It's good. So I am three ish hours in three four. Okay. So I mean, I'm for a JRPG. That's not much like i'm still i'm still in like the first area um, yeah have you have you ever played a tales game mm, i've never played before? a tales game okay mm-hmm. um Arise i had a lot of hype and yeah. it still has a lot of hype now so i have played i guess this would be my fifth tales game um played tales of symphonia on the gamecube mm-hmm. tales of vesperia on the 360, which now okay. coincidentally is out on like newer consoles. Yeah. Um, played Exilia on the PS3 and played Zestiria on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, so I missed a couple of like the some of the ones that people really like, like Berseria, mm-hmm. which is the most recent one before this um, was pop. Um, Tales of the Abyss, which I think was like a Nintendo DS title um that one's really well regarded never played that okay. um so i'm kind of in, like not a diehard yeah. tales fan but you know i've played played enough to, enough of them i think to have some sort of opinion um mm-hmm. and you know i can happily say like one of the big things that i was excited about with tales of arise was that like tales games one of the things that's bothered me for a long time with tales games is just how antiquated they seem like even yeah. whenever the um textures and the color palette kind of improve the game always seems like it's almost like voiced mm-hmm. 20 years ago like things okay. feel like the combat's good the story yeah. can be good but it's still it feels jarring to play one of those games Mm-hmm. even you know especially whenever you're playing even on jrpg standard you're playing like a dragon quest or a final fantasy that you know do seem like they're progressing over time mm-hmm. um and so that was the big thing that i was looking forward to with tales of arise was that um graphics were updated uh yep. voice acting animations were supposed to be updated and kind of you know they it, it was supposed to be kind of this bigger budgetary push right toward next gen um and speed with everything else yeah and so far i mean it seems like it's on par with that i mean it's um you know they're i mean it's it's a jrpg like sometimes the voice acting or the can be a little like you know but what what is like it can be a little bit weird but by and large i mean like good recognizable voice actors um I'm I'm playing in the I think there's a Japanese track I'm just playing with the English mm-hmm. dub um okay. but the you know strong voice acting animations very good very um I love the art style like it has this very um it has almost kind of like that cell shaded mm-hmm. cell shaded with like the drawn on shadow kind of look almost kind of like kind of less intense borderlands in that style where it's yeah. like a 
the 3D, but it still has that kind of like cell shaded so texture much sort of thing. As Borderlands yeah. is. Um, and, but combat's great. Um, I'm interested in the story. I'm interested in stuff that's going on. I mean, it's very, it's not, at least from the outside, it's not anything that's like mind blowing. You know, you play mm-hmm. a, a guy lost his memories and he's the only mm-hmm. one who can work girl who happens to be from the other like from the place the bad guys are from and like Mm. you guys are working together for this greater cause and you have a mysterious past and like you're not everything that you seem and like all this kind of stuff like it's you know it's not the the groundwork being laid is not anything just mind-blowing um but so far with the limited experience that i have it's fun. It's I'm enjoying yeah. it. Um, I think that, you know, the big thing with Tales games is that since it is a since it is an action RPG in that mm-hmm. way. So like you're you're going into combat scenes, but the combat I mean it's like a combat arena. You know, you're going in and you're you're hitting and you're stringing combos and you're doing all that kind of stuff. Um it's a lot of that, like a lot of how good that feels kind of grows as the game goes on because you're okay. learning new moves. And also like, as you get, because you'll have, at least in previous games, you would have like four people who would be yeah. in your party out on the field. So, you know, they're, you know, this person may like knock this guy up in the air and you're doing this thing. And then you do this super attack and you, whatever. And like at the beginning, you don't have that as much, you know, right. you just have a couple of people. You're just kind of like, you have one or two moves. So you don't really get that fluidity. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like, it feels good. Um, but at least from how it's looking so far, really enjoying it. Like, um, I'm having fun with it. It's nice to, you know, I I say like it's nice to play a JRPG after all this time, but you know I just <laughs> sunk like sixty seventy hours into Nino Cooney like a month and a half ago. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, okay, it's not, yeah, it's not like it's been. It's not like it's been. It's, it's not like um, a long lost lover who's now finally come back. It's, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I just saw them last month. We're, we're yeah, back. it's but it is nice to play a Tales game again. I, I think I played Zestiria. Um, which is a stereo very much was um in that cringy category. <laughs> like, yeah. More so than even other Tales games, like was yeah category where it's like this feels like it, I feel very awkward just experiencing yeah. this game. It, it, yeah. Um but I played that, God, four years ago, three, four something years ago. So it's it's been a little while. Um but yeah, I'm having fun. It's a good game. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Other than that, though, it's been, uh, you know, pretty light on my end. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned what else? Uh, the uh, voice of the card cards. game. Yes. I love Dragons, which is from Square Enix. And I think the studio who did Nier Automata. Yes. I think. Yoko Taro. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, so uh, I'll that's next week, I think, because I only played like the first 30 minutes, maybe the first hour of it. But um, I, I've liked it so far. It gives me kind of how I was how I was describing it earlier is almost like a narrating DM for Dungeons and Dragons as like you're kind okay. of going in. And it's just like he's like weaving the story through, kind of like laying like some of the foundation all of this um here are these heroes 
you know, and then it's you're in, you have like these like downward cards with like environmental like iconography on them, and he's just like, okay, and what do they do here? Kind of a thing, and as okay. you kind of decide what happens, he then narrates as it happens. It's really cool. It's interesting. Um, don't uh, I think it'll be really like but i want to reserve a full discussion on it till next week but so far early thoughts is good i will say i did pick it up on playstation and in hindsight i probably should have picked it up on switch having played the first little bit of it because it a big like like sit back relax like play this okay now i can put it down kind of a thing okay uh but i will give a lot more thoughts on it next week, I believe. But so far, I'll have so to. Good. Yeah, I'll have to look into it. Um, I am a sucker for um, card games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's. Um, I I know it's not like a roguelike necessarily in the same way that no. it's like the spire or something was. It's more like a yeah. narrative sort of thing. Um, it's almost like Jeep as cards. Okay. So. I'm, I mean, that in and of itself gets me like 80% of the way because, mm-hmm. you know, I loved, um, one of my favorite parts of the Witcher was Gwent. Gwent. Um, oh, significant so Gwent was great. So I played, didn't finish it, but I played their throne breaker. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was a big thing that I played, um, for a while, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's I'm I'm interested in it. Um have you played you haven't played Wildermyth, have you? No, I want to play Wildermyth okay. really badly. We've talked some about of the it way before. that you Yeah, we've talked about um some of the way that you're describing kind of sounds like how I've heard Wildermyth described where it is kind of like, you know, the DM kind mm-hmm. of like telling the story and you're just kind of like you're moving along with part this adventure as it's happening. Um so, okay, interesting. I'll um, I'll check it out. I'm I'm very interested yeah. in that. Honestly, I'll I didn't even play, know it was out. To be, <laughs> to be you're just, no, I mean, recently, um, and so I I plan to pick up Solar Ash this week before it got delayed off to December, and so okay. it was one of the things I'm like, well, I do want this. Like, I'll go ahead and pick it up and uh, knock it out. Um, yeah. For that, though, to kind of segue, kind of change. Like speaking of games that came out this week, I would like to offer my sincerest apologies uh, oh, no. to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I haven't played it yet. Don't have it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But reviews came out, and it is a hit. And Chris, it sounds like we were very wrong because we so... said it looked trash and it was well, not going to be to to my credit so let me didn't we make right. a call on what our metacritic i think what, so. what did you say your metacritic guess was oh i think i had it um, like the, so. yeah i i said 78 that's where i was um it is at an 83 on mm, metacritic that's so, really good yeah um so better than both of us thought it was going to be mm-hmm. um by comparison uh resident evil village also in 83 wow um yeah so it's i mean it's doing and i you know honestly i think to our credit 
we some of the concerns that you and I both had are still valid. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Because some reviews that I've seen have said that the weakest part of the game is largely the combat because mm-hmm. the, um, you know, you're, you are controlling star Lord. You are largely like, you are largely kind of weak in what you do. Yeah. Your power is in your ability to, lead and delegate and like trigger special attacks from the rest of the guardians. Yes. Um, and so like that, that has been the main complaint that I've heard is that like the best part of the game is the story is the, like the environments, the mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. banter, like all of this kind of stuff. Um, and, and I think at least, you know, at least kind of, some of our conversations like i think that we at least kind of were both on that side where it's like okay the the combat at least seems a little seems like it's probably right. not gonna be the best yeah. right um which again isn't isn't bad i mean i've heard no. plenty of i've heard plenty of people say like it's yeah it's fine it's just like that is the out of a game that's been surprisingly mm-hmm. positive that's that's been the weakest point which isn't which isn't a bad thing no. um but yeah, I'm I'm very surprised, honestly, too. Um, it just it really um, neither of us played it. I don't think, but the Marvel's Avengers game mm-hmm. that came out, um, this actually being not the same company, but the Eidos yeah. Montreal, they helped with Avengers. Um, some of this tech comes from that same Avengers tech. Um, so there are some through lines. So I think mm-hmm. it was reasonable to kind of assume that there could be, um, there could be a similar vibe going on, but I think mm-hmm. largely it's like Avengers leaned into, we're going to make this service game where you're yes. like, you know, you're playing with friends and you're, you know, I think that that ultimately it's kind of, it's kind of the realization that given one or the other, given a really, you know, yep. story based, like really digging in on the comic side and really over here, just like playing with friends, like people really are enjoying the like that Marvel storytelling mm-hmm. and like really digging in on that side. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's it. I went from this week, I went from not really caring about Guardians of the Galaxy to not entirely sure I won't play it before the end of the year. Exactly. (laughs) That's where I'm at with it as well. And I mean, yeah, everything that you said, I've heard it's it's really, really fun. A huge win as well. Like I, I love all the Marvel movies. I'm going to see Eternals Thursday night. Um, I didn't play Avengers because I just know that style of like game as a service, all that. That's just not quite my speed for what I'm looking for. And the reviews. And everything I heard about it just confirmed everything. So I haven't played that. But in terms of like, you know, Spider-Man, Moss, and now Guardians coming out, I think it's a big one that this genre can move into this into the video games and succeed very well. Not in the superhero game he did in the past, where it won't do well. Look at the Arkham series. Yep. Largely considered the best like superhero like gaming series just that there's ever been yep but it has always been i think very tougher in these very powerful 
heroes and make it translatable to a video game. So that's why yeah. you see yeah. games like Batman work really well. Spider-Man works really well, mainly also due to Spider-Man's environment with the web swinging in New York. But yeah. Guardians, I was also worried, like, how do you make, like, playing as fun? Um, yeah. And the, and the movies, you know, and comics and everything, none of the Guardians are extremely strong or powerful, so it works well in video games that no one's too strong or powerful. But now I'm excited to see like this studio and Insomniac really like starts like pushing like Wolverine's. Um, there's talks of, you know, maybe a Doctor Strange, a Thor game, something along those lines of where they start like ratcheting up. These games and still making it a fun, compelling narrative. So yeah. I'm yeah. excited to play Guardians, excited to see what's going to come now with the success of what Guardians is as more studios yeah. will push to get involved into this. Yeah. And it's, um, and yeah, I think that that's the, that is the tough thing is that, I mean, it's similar, less similar, I think than the movies, but it has kind of the similar, you know, hiccups where I think the expectations of players, viewers, you know, consumers of a media that is so like well-established like Mm -hmm. stories that have been established for decades, you know, how do you translate that properly? Like, how do you put that in the hands of a player and like get them to want to play a story that maybe they've seen before, or maybe Mm -hmm. they haven't and make them care about it when there is such like a big story of history. And I think that that, you know, I think you kind of hit it there. Like with, Spider-Man with the Arkham games, like one of the things that in my opinion that they did really well was that they kind of struck the balance of having like familiar stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, the Arkham games have like the rogues gallery where you're seeing plenty of villains. You're seeing some of these notes toward other like stories like, you know, with Arkham, you're having like hints toward killing joke or red hood or Mm -hmm. like any of these kind of like like these stories, but they're remixed and they're done in a different way where it's like, okay, you kind of like, if you're really into the comics, you, you might have hints toward where the, but it's still going to feel fresh. And I think that, you know, at least for me that, that does kind of, I'm not a huge, huge, like comic nerd in the sense that like, I, I know all of these things, but I'm familiar enough with a lot of these stories that like, that's, that's, would want is to go in and play a game where I can kind of have a little bit like have a nice balance and you know and I think that that's um obviously it's not perfect I mean Avengers had kind of its own original ish story like it wasn't it wasn't just a retelling of the movies or anything like that but um you know I think that that is one of the take is um having some of that stuff. So yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm hopeful for Wolverine even, even still, I mean, the DC, um, fandom thing mm-hmm. happens. Recently, Rocksteady has their, mm-hmm. yeah, they have Gotham Knights and then Rocksteady has their, um, suicide squad game. Mm-hmm. Um, both of which, you know, at least in my understanding are going to be not necessarily more like Avengers, but they will be more like aimed at being four in player. Vein. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not like games as service, but at least like in that area more so than like an Arkham game. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're still like, I'm hopeful. I mean, I, I love yep. again, like I'm, I am much more interested in these stories kind of come up, like doing some different things, um, you know, with like James Gunn's suicide squad and some mm-hmm. of this, like just kind of doing it, like taking some of the weirdos and telling having, some of their stories, having fun with it and just, yep. you know, full send, full yep. sending it. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm all about it. I'm I'm excited and Guardians. I mean, I'm I'm happy. I I wanted nothing oh, more than I, Guardians to be a good game. Yeah. Um. And uh, sounds sounds like it's a good game. So yeah. Yay! Yay! Us! Yay! Gamers! We did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But kind of, I mean, kind of along that path. I mean, other stuff that happened this week. I mean, we had we a state of play. Um, yeah, Sony had a had a state of play that was, you know, largely kind of very underwhelming. Yeah, well, and it's I think it's hard to have like a because they had the big one back in like September mm-hmm. um, where they showed off just tons and Everything. tons and tons of different stuff. Yeah. Um. So, I think you know, it's hard to just kind of keep running with that. This was a little bit more indie focused, but I mean, they showed they showed Bug snacks, big snacks, big snacks dinosaur editions. A lot of fun. Um, yeah, that looks a lot, a lot of fun. They had that um, Death's Door, which is again I've been wanting I'm, to play. I'm so excited for that to come. Yeah, it comes I guess week of Thanksgiving ish. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that, um, so that'll be on uh, PlayStation consoles. Um, I'm excited to play it. Um, a couple other things. I mean, they showed. Um, Little Devil Inside again, which still that seems like real. It looks really neat, and also it still seems kind of like it's hard to know exactly what it is. Like it, it seems yeah. very just kind of like it could be a bunch of different types of games all at once. Yeah, um, I mean, giant open world, a little. I don't want to say spooky, or maybe just a little. I think yeah. might be the word for it as you're kind of going around. And it, it might be just one of the, it looks and gives me the feel of a game that's just going to be ever expanding. If that makes sense. There's always going to be stuff to do, always going to be stuff to find. Yeah. Gonna explore. There's going to be a main story, almost kind of Skyrim esque, I guess, or like that, that style of you just go and there's wherever you go, there's going to be something to do there. Yeah, it gives me it gives me some kind of like lemony snicket vibes. You know, it has that yes. it has mm-hmm. that kind of dark, you know, kind of anachronistic because I mean, like your main character looks like a knight, but he's hanging out with like a Victorian butler. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's that kind of it. It looks really interesting. I'm excited about it. It looks pretty. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is the second ish time that we've seen it, but it looks great. I'm excited yeah, about it. I'm very excited. Um, for it. Beyond that, uh, not a whole lot else. They showed a new Star Ocean game, which I've never really played a Star Ocean. No. It's always kind of seemed to me like, I mean, no, no offense to Star Ocean fans. Um, it seems kind of like C tier JRPG to me. Um, Your words, but it, not mine. Attack Chris. Not Corey. The, um, and the trailer didn't really do a whole lot for didn't me, but justice. 
Yeah, but um, you know, it may be wonderful. And if it is, then Maybe. I'll I'll we'll be eat our words. Yeah, there's a there's a guy with baggy pants and a big sword, and I'm you know I may be wrong. He could be my next hero, and I could, be, could be your singing next. Hymns. Yeah, he could be my uh, husbando, and I could be uh, loving him tenderly. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, I don't. Oh yeah, the um, that was the other thing, Corey. Thank you for reminding me. Um, yeah, you're welcome. The uh, Concerned Ape, Stardew Valley alum yeah. creator announced his yes, new, yes, yes, yes. new game, which doesn't have a lot of details about it. Um, it's called Haunted Chocolatier and looks virtually identical to Stardew yep. Valley, at least in style. A little sharper. Yeah, sharper, um, larger in scope. And yes. Um, he has a he has like blog posts and stuff about it like you can kind of look up some of the specifics but by and large he has said like it's at least in the way that it looks right now the it's it seems similar to Stardew but it seems like he's very committed to trying to do some new things Um, because at least from the sound of it like he felt constrained by Stardew in the sense that it was like he had to build a farming game and he had to, he was making a farming game and he had to kind of live within those constraints. And with haunted chocolatier, I mean, you're a chocolatier. Yep. They're ghosts. There are like, it's, it's a more not abstract, but it's a more logical kind of concept where like what you are doing is not what like a human person would be doing necessarily. Yeah. Not that there aren't chocolatiers, but like the interactions with ghosts and stuff like, you know, it, it seems like he's wanting to try and embrace more of like the fantastical elements. Yeah. So, um, so it looks, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, I love Stardew Valley um, and a new thing by the guy. What made Stardew Valley is always welcome to me. Yeah, I mean, I it's a it, it'll be something where I'm like, uh, what day does that come out? Yeah, I think I'm gonna be sick that day at work, <laughs> kind of the thing. We'll be sick um, that day and many days after this. So I it, I, it looks good. I, I, yep. I'm excited for it. It looks like he gets to have a, a look going into how saying that he had said. It looks like he gets to just have fun with like, what he's making. Yeah, and not like none of that. Not making Stardew was fun, but he he gets to as he was updating Stardew as he was working on it. Like he knew what he had to do with this. Is like what can I think of? I'm doing that kind of a thing. Just gets to like run yeah. wild. There's no expect expectations for it, but there's no expectations for it. If that makes sense, right? Um, and, and he can you know, and just, it's also no. Go ahead. Sorry. No, um, no, 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 no. I'm done now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of probably in a lighter way, but it's similar to like Sakurai with Smash. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you you have the obligation or feel the obligation to continue to um, develop your your love, like Mm -hmm. make it better, make it perfect, all these kind of things. But, you know, you you got to know there were a lot of like new ideas and things just churning up there that oh, he wanted yeah. to wanted to make. So I'm excited for it. I'm excited for um something new to new to come out of that brain and see what see what plops on out. I think it'll be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
so we're um yeah we're we're gonna for anyone who um is interested in that this is our as we've dubbed it in the past this is our extra tidbits where we dip our dip the bits into something something a little little outside of the gaming realm and um you know this week we both kind of wanted to talk a little bit about um you which kind of does the the netflix uh thriller uh creeper show um and you know we kind of want to have the opportunity to talk about it a little un unfettered and Mm -hmm. so if you are if you're somebody who's still watching that or is interested in um what could potentially happen at the end of what's out so far which is season three um then i would recommend that you you stop here um we appreciate you listening and coming coming this far with us but um please leave please um, please stop we don't want you spoiled Um, (laughs) But Corey, you know, for those, for the people who are checking out, um, tell them what, uh, where they can, where they can find you on these lovely interwebs. This on week. the interwebs, you can find me at two locations. Uh, we have Instagram where you can find me at hash slinging thrasher. I believe that is it. I don't know if there's any underscores or numbers. But then, and on, what else you got? You can find me at Stay Thrashy on Twitter. There you go. There so, you go. and then you um, find our podcast Arcade Cozy on Twitter. Yes, Arcade underscore Cozy. You can also follow us on Instagram at Arcade Cozy. Um, myself, you can find at Four Point Pixel on Instagram um, or at Swiss Juan Joe on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, You've been a little bit more active recently. I've been a little I so I I switched I've had my personal account for a while for a long time and then I've had my like Twitter yeah. um I kind of sent I kind of shifted focus over to the gaming side just to kind of like pair with some of this so mm-hmm. that's that's the hope is that like I can you know I'll be a little bit more active I'll try to try to post more so please if you if you like Twitter follow me there I I'm trying so hard to to be more active for you, um, the listeners. But um, yeah, that's um, that is about it. Our um, haven't mentioned this in a while, but our uh, is uh, Johnny B. Good. Uh, you can find him at Johnny B. Good eighty nine. Always has some really wonderful stuff. Um, and that is about it my friend we are going to take a quick break and we will be mm-hmm. back with some spoilery discussions in our extra bits yes section yes yes, yes. Uh, pm right. yeah see you in a bit all righty we back with we back a uh, again, for anybody who did not heed our warning for one, what's wrong with this you, is but for two, this is full spoilers. Yes, full, full it's going to be all spoilers all the time about you mm-hmm. featuring um, the heartthrob uh, Joe Goldberg. Goldberg. Pin, Why does that sound wrong? Pin Bagley, I believe is how you say his name. Yes, Dude yeah. is stunning. 
He's a very handsome man. He's a, he's a lovely man. Yeah. Um, so and gossip girl for a he number did, of years. Yeah. He was a uh, he was a right in that. That check. He, he was. Yeah. He he was indeed a writer. That sorry, hilarious. I I I identify with writers, as you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he's a book but, lover. Yep, yep, yeah. It seems very much on his brand. But um, so you finished you finished you season three. I How, finished uh, you season three. I really really dug it. We're gonna get into spoilers right away because yeah. what <clears throat> I, I love Penn Bagley as the lead. And good he is at carrying the show. His mm-hmm. um, you know, the monologues, the inner like thinkings, the inner workings that he like expresses very well and very creepily. I was praying, not praying, I I really wanted him to be outsmarted at the end by uh-huh. um his wife in the show, Love. Yep. I wanted it to end with instead of Spoilers, him killing her to her have killed transitions to her show. And it's like the the ending of just um, her being like, well, and who are you kind of a thing as she finds <laughs> yeah. like yeah. someone new. I think that would have been a perfect like trans like trans style show because it's good. As good as seasons one, two, and three are with him as the lead, I'm sitting here like, okay, we've done this song and dance a few times. Like, don't get me wrong. I want 10 shows, 10 seasons of this toxic ass show. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how long can you virtually get away of a thing? Yeah. Well, and to the shows. So, I mean, the show is largely high class trash. Yeah, um, it, it, in, <laughs> it's, it's horrible. It's, it's it so is good. the most, you know, I, I said this, um, and I stand by it. It's, it is low. What it, what did I say? It's low class, high class trash. Like it is the, the yeah. lowest class trash for high class people kind yes. of, kind of thing. Like it's, but one of the things that you really have to give this show credit for is that like, legitimately i mean what you said like um joe being outsmarted at the end and the show shifting narratives was entirely possible like they yeah, had I, this they set it up they, they set it up to because the show very much could have been you know i mean everybody who's listening to this either has watched you or does not care care and I'll go off the assumption that maybe you just don't care and you're just kind of listening because, you know, we're, we're us and you love our voices mm-hmm. and you want to mm-hmm. stay with us a little bit longer. Um, but season one very much had that structure where it was just, you know, he falls in love. He obsesses over a girl, falls in love is kind of a, you know, I think strong way of putting mm-hmm. that. Like he yeah. obsesses over a girl and gets to the point where he kills her. Um, and mm-hmm. the second season like essentially kind of sets up that way. Like there is the, there's the mm-hmm. wrinkle that like the girlfriend that he, that you thought, thought he had he killed in the killed. past. Yeah. Um, comes back and kind of like threatens to expose him. But beyond that, like it's the structure seems largely the same. Mm-hmm. And then out to also be a psychopath who yes. <laughs> kills mm-hmm. people too. 
and so then the show transitions into this like you know them living out in suburbia and does kind of like transition that structure um which personally i mean i think like even though season honestly season three i feel like made me more uncomfortable than any other season before it um because like it's not that i'm a big gore person but i would have at some point would have taken the gore over the like you know sex with a child or Mm -hmm. (laughs) i say sex with he's he's a college kid but like you know love having an affair with you know the the college kid next door and like just some of that some of those like through lines were which I mean, and that's the point. Like that's the the suburban nightmare kind of point of like the yeah. the you know what this kind of like drives you to the different kind of monster that you become in mm-hmm. like being that kind of state. Like, but the thing, you know, honestly, like, and that's the funny thing is, had it continued, like, had the first three seasons been what the first season was, then by yeah. season four it would have been very tired by this point. It would have just been like, Oh my God, like, you know, what are they, how much more of this can I watch? Like, it's the same thing, mm-hmm. but they managed to like, if season four is virtually kind of like a similar setup to season one, it mm-hmm. honestly would kind of feel like a breath of fresh air in lieu of like how season two and three went, where they were, they were different. Like it does kind of goals there. They were, yeah, toying and adding twist and uh, they had i still think season one was the best season of the three but i uh-huh. think they had a lot more fun with seasons two and three um, yeah they, it's just like what how do we keep everyone on their toes and they they, they did they they keep you guessing like i said towards the end i thought it was flip i, I thought yeah. that was 100 percent gonna happen yeah and um, I'm curious to see what season four does, and I think it will probably fall back into that season one formula again with how yeah. it ends him in Paris looking for Marianne, the most recent one he obsessed over that yeah. love essentially like talked her out of falling. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious. I think he'll move on from Marianne, or he'll it'll be him just stalking Marianne for like a whole season, kind of a thing. Um, and I think that that's so we'll the see. yeah. I think that that's the probably intended setup mm-hmm. is to like give the open ended like it. I mean, in a way, it kind of like gives them an out in multiple different directions. Like if the yeah. show was just canceled and over, then you just like, you can feel comfortable. Yeah. Right. You can also, you can see like, you can see the like closure at least that you could just yeah. be like, okay, like this is, you know, he just, he goes off and lives his creepy ever after. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also is it open to where it's like, okay, if they want to, make it more of kind of like a reboot sort of thing where it's just like mm-hmm. Joe and his new life with new people, like brand new yep. past, just brand new adventures. Like, um, it can also be that it can be, mm-hmm. you know, if they want to bring in Marianne and they want to like have yeah. some ties back to that life, then they can also do that. And like, there's, there's enough there to where it's like, they can really kind of pivot. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, you know, I think I'm less excited to see because I was very 
three, like Mm -hmm. having known, you know, the having known like loves of and trying to see like Joe kind of compete with like having to fight back his own urges and in the face of like a psychopath murderer Mm -hmm. being married to her. Um, So I'm, you know, I'm a little less excited for season four, but like I'm the, the thing that I'm excited to see is just like what they're, what they're like capable of moving forward with Mm -hmm. going forward. Cause I think it's, it really is open-ended. Like, I don't know that there's a whole lot that you can just expect going forward. Um, other than he's going to be creepy as hell. It's going to be super creepy. Yeah. Uh, Enjoyed. Because the end of season two is they, they move to the suburbs yeah. and it shows him spotting someone new and he's like, who, you know, are you kind of a thing? Yeah. Yep. And I loved how season three opens. We get introduced to her. It's immediate. Like it, you learn later on, she's just bored and was like, I'll do something stupid. Yeah. You know, she's hitting on him, inviting him over like they, you know, they, they. Um, kind of a thing and I'm like wow that was really cool you know kind of a thing out the gate yep. and I it felt like it's expected to happen once you see it happen but it was a fun twist just like no we're taking this whole thing out immediately. the killer off episode one um, and it's just like oh wait no it, it brought back into my brain like they are both crazy kind of a yeah. thing it, like because yeah. so, like, at the end of season two it, like you know loves crazy like shows out like it shows like her psychotic tendencies her obsessive tendencies all shows up at once but you only see it for like an episode so you kind of i kind of forgot about it but i didn't remember and then just seeing immediately she takes an axe to the girl's throat i'm like "Uh, yep Mm, checks out yeah yeah we are in this yep Um, but i am you know enjoyed it immensely Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's, um, it's again, really, it's a good show. It as is. Much as, yeah. It's, as much as um, I hate watching it, I kind of yeah. a thing. And it's not, I mean, and that's the thing is it's not like, I don't think it's trashy in the sense that like it is, has no like substance because it, it obviously does. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's a good amount of narrative heft there. It's just like, it does have that, like, I think intentionally has that like, vibe of being this thing that you should not be almost almost kind of like a stalker like you're looking in watching something that you shouldn't be right voyeuristic like it it's something that you should not be experiencing is kind of how it feels like sometimes yes you're watching it like why am i watching this this is yeah kind of a thing but then you can't stop watching yeah, um, yeah. I did see someone tweet and I thought it was really funny that I just finished you season three. All I got to say is that poor girl, Beck, she never stood a chance against this monster. And I'm like, <laughs> you're like, you're, you're not wrong. <clears throat> that yep. girl never yeah. had a shot. Yeah. You hadn't, you had no clue back then, but now you just feel sad yeah, about it. Yeah. You just feel bad for like, you feel bad for all of them. Obviously this is yeah. like, this is a real thing that does happen and it's super messed up. It's, you know, whatever, you know, everyone knows it's bad. Yeah. But it, it, it's just one of those things where it's just like, girl, like run, but she never. (laughs) And then as soon as love comes into the picture, you're almost like Joe never stood a chance. 
yeah. the fact that he essentially at the end of the day wins. You're just like, who on earth can stop? He took down the one thing I didn't get. Why didn't um, during episode? Why didn't Carrie just run out the front door? Her, that someone's yeah. going to see you running out there. It high. Why yeah. go through the back and try to leap over the fence? You know. Yeah, I don't know. Carrie also had the that misconstrained notion of being like optimum man. So I think in part, in part, like yeah. the idea of being the like this man who had taken down other people and was threatening yeah. him was like a a challenge that he needed to overcome as a man. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go get help. I'm going to. I'm going to resolve this myself. Right. Yeah. And then he gets impaled with an arrow. (laughs) And then trapped Um, and then shot and then, you know. Yeah. And then shot by his wife. And then, you know, still, of all the endings that interesting with doing the TED talk at the end, I'm like, you know, yeah. Good good for you. Someone (laughs) finally survived that damn cage. Yeah. So lived to tell the tale and profited off of it and all the better for it. Oh yeah. No, thank you, Joe. Um, it's it's good. Listeners, if you're here, actually, if you're here, just listening, go watch the show. You know, it's, it's a good show. It's very interesting. It is. Um, but it knows it's, it knows what it is too, and yeah. it embraces it kind of like we know this is messed up, and so we're just gonna like take everything to the most extreme that we can. Yeah. So it's very self aware. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's the mark of a good story sometimes is just if you know what you are and you lean into it, that sometimes just makes you a whole lot better and mm-hmm. we'll like mm-hmm. you more for it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that there's, you know, not going to dig into it a whole ton, but I wanted to, I wanted to touch a little bit on that, uh, on that you. That was, uh, yeah, it was good. No, I'm glad, I'm, good. I'm glad to hear some of your thoughts. I, I appreciate yeah. your criticism. You have a, you have a film critic's eye, Corey, and I love it. I took a, uh, film class in college where we okay. learned this sounds so pretentious now that I'm like saying these words. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, you learn like the makings of the film, like how they yep. do different shots, like what different yep. shots are called, like how like they came about the first time they're used. And then we go and watch a movie um, that used that. There's a lot of great movies, a lot, of, okay. a lot of phenomenal movies. And right. Essentially an essay on like, um, the different like style of filming that we had learned about the different shots that were brought in with it and how that like helped make this movie and why this movie still stands like the test of time. Okay. Um, so, I mean like um, Citizen Kane, like Butch yep. Cassidy and the Sundance kid. We watched Paprika, yep. the oh, Japanese right. anime that inspired Inception. Yep. Uh, I think the best movie we watched was children of men came out in like, Osaka. okay. Um, uh, Clive Owens. Ha. Yeah, go watch it. If no one's, if listeners, if you watch that movie, go watch it. It's phenomenal. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It's so good. And yeah, stuff like that where you're you're dissecting all these old and newer movies. Yeah, 
a film class. I had kind of a mixture. So like in college, I had a much more like literary film class where it was we would watch films that also had book adaptations and we mm-hmm. would compare the two. So like Forrest Gump, we did um, multiple. Falcon we did um, ones like that in high school. I had one that kind of landed a lot more similar to that where it was like watching, you know, we would be looking at tracking shots or establishing shots or like, and we would also watch films that hit one in certain categories. So like we would watch mm-hmm. the films that won Oscars in cinematography mm-hmm. or right. design or something like that. Um, and our, one of our big projects was having to present a movie and show instances like scenes from the movie that demonstrated these um, like close-ups and, you know, like all that, all those kind of like wide angle shots and like showing that we had comprehended some of the things that we learned, you know, go school. Um, It was, we also actually had to film, make our own film where we used a number of those things where it was like, Hey, you have to have, this these sort sort of shots in your film go ahead um we made a horror movie it was fun it's on youtube go find this okay yeah bet you can't but go go try i'll try (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah Corey, that i think that about does it for us we you know i enjoy the enjoy the i know the i the extra bits is not going to be the the uh, <laughs> the the go to name forever. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll find since, since I can't get anything else, it's uh, it is it's extra bits. For now, it's the extra bits that we uh, dunk at the very end of the episode. Um, but mm-hmm. Corey, next week, it, it's we're kind of open ended. We, yeah. you know, I don't know that we again. We're kind of. You know, holidays are coming up. We'll have some bigger shows as we get into the end of the year. But, you know, oh, yeah. listeners. Get my game um, of the year list ready. So Yeah. Uh, listeners, end of the year is going to be a big surprise for everybody. Um, and, uh, you know, next week will be just as surprising. Come come yeah, check yes. it out. Mm-hmm. You don't, if you don't know what we're going to talk about, then come listen. Um, but mm-hmm. that about does it for us, everybody. Um, yeah. We love you. Thank you for love joining you very us. Much. You guys Thanks are for- the extra bits and yeah well next week yeah alrighty have a good week Corey you too Chris love you bud yeah see ya see ya